you have a significant amount of thyroid symptoms like tired, sluggish, cold feet, cold hands, cold over your whole body, gaining weight easily, requiring an excessive amount of sleep in order to feel rested, difficulty or infrequent bowel movements, depression or lack of motivation, thinning of uh, the outer third of the eyebrows, slow brain processing, lack or diminished sex drive, like all these pieces should not be this high if you're supplementing with thyroid support. I mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it once more. Today's episode is the last of the year. We're taking December 26th off. I just, it's Christmas. Let's go and celebrate. And so we're not going to have episode go live until January 2nd. So today is our last episode of 2023 where did this year go? Oh my goodness. (laughs) So we will not be having an episode next Tuesday. So don't freak out. Oh my goodness. I know some of my favorite podcast episodes, and I hope that my podcast is one of your favorites. When there isn't a new episode, I start to freak out. So no worries. We'll be back January 2nd, 2024, hitting it with new content that I have not planned yet. So I will figure that out between now and then. But I'm really excited to share this episode with you today. This is something a little different. I like to post these every couple of months. The last one I did was episode 435 in August, where we're talking about blood work patterns depletion in the body. I also did one on July 18th, blood work patterns, iron, ferritin, and inflammation, episode 378, and also 374. So we've done a couple of them in the past. Basically, you're a fly on the wall of a session that I do with a client. And this client came to me wanting to have just a second set of eyes on everything. I actually do quite a few of these where um, individuals are working with a practitioner already or a couple of practitioners and they just have a gut feeling that something has been missed. And so they're just looking for a second or third or fourth or fifth opinion of just looking at everything top down with all the information and kind of pointing at various things that they could think of doing or ask their practitioner for. I love doing these. Super fun. I wish that I had had this resource many moons ago before I knew what I know now. And so this individual, she is type A. She is coming to me exhausted. She tracks food a lot, which is fine. But as we go through kind of talking about the type A and the exhaustion, this may be leading to some of the imbalances that we're seeing. She's been working with a functional doctor for many years and just feeling like things were missed. Um, she's super healthy, exercises, eats really clean and has her whole life. She takes thyroid medication, uh, testosterone, and just feels worn out and knows that she could feel better. And that is the most frustrating feeling when you're just like, I'm putting so much time, energy, and money into my health. I should not feel this way. And so this reminds me of the conversation that we did with Dr. Brian Raid, episode 449 that was released November 28th about increasing energy and balancing hormones. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it's a really good one. Mitochondrial work is like the number one thing that I do with all of my clients. And it's so incredibly geared toward hormones energy and interference. And I love that we get to go a little bit deeper into this today. And so my sessions are a little bit different than what you've probably 
done in the past with other practitioners. I record audios for my clients. Many of them have brain fog and the inability to really delve deep into sessions. And when it comes to really being effective as a practitioner, I find that sitting with an individual for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes and asking them questions and then kind of going through things. It's just not as effective long term. And I find that having a chat open where we can text back and forth, um, in addition to audio messages, just is more effective long term. So what I'm sharing today are a series of audio messages that I made for this client to help her understand kind of what's going on with her body as the second opinion to the work that she was already doing with her practitioner. We're going to be talking about digestion, bowel movements, electrolyte balance, the importance of balancing and tracking your macros to help with your goals, and the psychological stress of tracking. We talk about mitochondrial dysfunction and the link between exhaustion, fatigue, and we know that mitochondria are always going to be sideways because of nutrient needs, hormone dysregulation, and interference of some kinds. We're going to touch on that. We're going to be talking about hormone function, uh, how digestion affects estrogen excess, how to test metals properly, thyroid symptoms, so much more, just like all the things. And in the recording, I mentioned losing fat takes forever. So what I'm talking about there is metabolic reset, where ideally when we are on a body recomp plan. And I've chatted about this a little bit in the past. You can check out episode 445, um, which was released on October 31st of this year. It's called weight loss versus body composition. You might want to check that out if you want to delve deeper into this topic. Yeah, let's leave it at that. Go check that out. It's a super thorough episode that I did solo to just kind of go through what this looks like, why we're doing it and how we're doing it. And so yeah, I think we're ready for today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, my name is Leanne Vogel. I'm fascinated with helping women navigate how to eat, move, and care for their bodies using a low-carb diet. I'm a small-town holistic nutritionist turned three-time international best-selling author turned functional medicine practitioner, offering telemedicine services around the globe to women looking to better their health and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm here to teach you how to wade through the wellness noise to get to the good stuff that'll help you achieve your goals. We're supporting your low-carb life beyond the if-it-fits-your-macros conversation. Hormones, emotions, relationship to your body, workouts, letdowns, motivation, blood work, detoxing, metabolism. I'm providing the tools to put your motivation into action. Think of it like quality time with your bestie mixed with a little med school so you're empowered at your next doctor visit. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn about your body and how to care for it better. This is the Keto Diet Podcast. All was going quote unquote well until you did some blood work in May and then there were some markers that were off. Your practitioner said, remove all of these things and then you tested a couple times to make sure you were on the right track. I mean, that process in and of itself, brilliant, totally. I would have done the exact same thing. It's important to understand what this pattern is displaying. So likely the pattern that there was some concern about is the sodium to like sodium chloride pattern. And so 
I'd be really curious if you want to go through like past blood work and just yourself kind of look at where your sodium and chloride has been in the past and if this correlates with any sort of things that were going on in your life. Okay. So like stressful things, moving, any of that. Okay. So ideally we want our sodium to be around 137 to 142 and our chloride around 100 to 106. When we're seeing a drop in both the sodium and the chloride, oftentimes this is a mitochondrial dysfunction, adrenal hypothyroid situation. Oftentimes we're also going to see this with high potassium. And so it's curious to me why the potassium was like normal. Sometimes markers can quote unquote look normal, but something is pulling them down and then something is pulling them back up again. And so sometimes if potassium is actually in need, which I believe it might be for you only because you have a lot of thyroid symptoms. So when potassium is in need, it might look normal on blood work when it should really actually be quite high based on the pattern that we're seeing. So that's what I mean. Like if you supplemented with potassium, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden your potassium marker goes up, really showing us that you no longer have an anemia to potassium, but that you have a massive adrenal dysfunction situation. So when you say that you're really exhausted and you don't remember the last time you actually had energy, I'm not surprised when I look at your blood work, looking at the sodium and specifically the chloride. You can kind of tell on the advancement of symptoms when the chloride totally tanks. Like this will tell us if there's an issue with the adrenals and it often moves with sodium when it's severe enough. This is usually due to chronic stress. It can also be due to low hydrochloric acid function. I wouldn't be surprised if you have some sort of digestive dysfunction only because you said if you don't take magnesium, you don't go to the bathroom. Technically, we should be able to go to the bathroom just fine without the use of magnesium, especially something like Meg 07 or oxide magnesium where we're really not adding to the magnesium level. We're really just using magnesium, which is a safer way to move the bowels, but it's not actually contributing to a magnesium level. It's really just to get the bowels moving. And so that tells me that there's some sort of imbalance. And I'm thinking that's likely a digestive dysfunction issue. Um, what I mean by that is a lack of bile, a lack of liver function, creating that bile and releasing the bile properly, a lack of enzymes and or a lack of hydrochloric acid. And that's usually a digestive dysfunction dysbiotic pattern. And so I'd be curious if one of the reasons why the chloride showed low on that May test is because there's some sort of digestive dysfunction happening. There's likely also some mitochondrial dysfunction happening. And this kind of ties into the type A individual. Oftentimes I find type A's, maybe there was something going on in your business at the time or personal life that everything has to be a certain way. And then when it's not, we can have these reactions. It does look like your body's getting better. Like looking at the blood work between May and now September, it's progressing nicely. So the things that you're doing, I think are helping when it comes to this pattern, taking like chilling out, enjoying time with family, really important. You also mentioned in your forms that you're tracking a lot, which I think is great, but maybe it would be helpful to have one or two days where you're not tracking your food or even a meal with friends where you're not tracking your food. So you track for the whole day, but then the last day, the last meal of the day, rather, 
you're just enjoying that time with family, friends, and just like living your life. So that could be something that you can incorporate, which will also help with the type A situation. But I'm really curious, like kind of looking through your calendar and determining, was there something going on around the March, April, May timeline that could have really affected your energy and just energy production and mitochondrial function overall? Even if you added certain hormones, hormone supports can throw off overall mitochondrial support only because hormones dictate what the mitochondria do. And when the hormones are introduced, sometimes they can cause mitochondrial dysfunction as they're being introduced. And so that's something to look at for sure. Then we look at, let's just go back to the blood work a little bit and I'll kind of explain some of the other pieces that kind of give us a big picture here. In your form, one of the forms you mentioned, MTHFR, I can see your M markers, that's your MCV, MCH, are a little bit elevated. It's probably because you need some form of B12 and folate, so it would be beneficial to test for that. Also, when we look at your neutrophils, your neutrophils absolutes are really low. Oftentimes, this is a red flag marker that's been shown to reflect a folate or B12 deficiency that's quite substantial. So, like, this can be enough to throw off the mitochondria, like, big time only because when we look at mitochondria first off they're the the power house of the cell okay and when these little functions are not working well we can deal with a lot of exhaustion and fatigue and lack of energy and one of the bigger nutrients that are required to support the mitochondria are going to be b vitamins so if i see a, a very loud pattern for B12 and folate that could even be affecting immune system at this point with the neutrophils being so low and even the white blood cells then being so low. That's the first place I would look is B vitamins like B1, 2, 3, 5. You are on some form of B support, but it might not have been correct for your MTHFR. So definitely look into that. Other supplementation that can be helpful for mitochondria include CoQ10, L-carnitine, uh, magnesium, like not magnesium oxide that will help you go to the bathroom, but something like magnesium glycinate, or I really like Bioptimizer's magnesium breakthrough, omega-3 fatty acids, which you can easily get from the diet, um, alpha-lipoic acid, antioxidants like vitamin A, C, E, zinc, selenium, resveratrol, copper. So when it comes to copper and the white blood cells, when we see the neutrophils, when the neutrophils absolutes are this low, my immediate thought is what's going on with her copper. And so in the blood work recommendations that I outlined for you in the chat, I suggested testing directly for copper. I also wouldn't be opposed if it makes sense for your schedule chatting um, with your other practitioner uh, about a hair tissue mineral analysis test, or we can do it together, whatever you want to do there. Um, but a hair tissue mineral analysis test can give us an idea of what's going on with your copper, can also give us a really good understanding of what's going on with your thyroid. And we'll touch on that in a moment. I just really want to drill down a little bit more on the mitochondrial side of things. Also, when we look at mitochondrial function as it relates to just like balance of your energy centers, we need adequate vitamin D. And we need sulfur-containing amino acids like cysteine, methionine, 
Both of these work to support glutathione, which helps to protect mitochondria. It also works through uh, liver function and liver detoxification. So amino acids, super important. If you just find like on a daily basis, it sounds like your protein intake is on point, but um, with the amount of workouts you're doing, it wouldn't be a bad idea to add in some sort of essential aminos of some sort. I really like Kion, that's K-I-O-N. I'll include the link in our chat so you can check it out. If you follow me over on Instagram, I'm always sharing my pre-workouts and they usually consist of Paleo Valley bone broth protein and a Paleo Valley bar. I love their bone broth protein. It's really the only protein powder my husband will drink. And what a lot of people don't know is that we really need around 0.8 to 1 gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. So if your goal is to get to 150 pounds, then you should be eating 150 grams of protein. It's my protein powder of choice. I love this stuff. I love the chocolate. The vanilla is delicious. Now, the unflavored is really good when mixed into other dishes, but it has a bone broth taste. So I stick with the vanilla and chocolate so I can just shake it up with some water and I'm good to go. This bone broth protein is rich in collagen for metabolism, gut health, healthier hair, skin, nails, digestion. It's rich in glycine, which helps our liver and also detox from metals. It's 100% grass-fed with cattle that feed on pesticide-free grass. It's made from the bone of the animal, not the hide, like other collagens that are trash. It has no chemicals or solvents. The only ingredient that they use in their processing is water. Now, Paleo Valley has an awesome 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. So if you don't like the stuff, just let them know you don't like it, and they'll give you your money back. Head on over to paleovalley.com slash keto for 15% off your order. That's paleovalley.com slash keto for 15% off. So, so far we've talked about a couple of things here in the blood work. I really want to hone in a little bit more on the mitochondrial side of things because you're coming to me saying I'm exhausted and depleted and I don't have energy. And so there's really three things that could be going on. One, nutrients. We've covered that. I think there could be something going on with copper. I think there could be something going on with B12 and folate. I would definitely suggest testing your MMA, your B12, and probably getting on um, an MTHFR required B12 folate and sticking on that, which will also help with liver function. The other part of mitochondrial function, which is so essential for overall energy production, is hormones. Okay, so when we look at your blood work, it sounds like you're on testosterone. It looks like you're on a really responsible amount. It's not too high, like crazy high. I've seen some pretty crazy things. Your DHEA is a little bit low and your estrogen is a little bit low. Um, you mentioned that you're on DIM. So this brings me to my next kind of like question mark. What's going on with this? Why are you on DIM long term? Is it because your um, functional practitioner wants you to um, be on it because you're on testosterone. Oftentimes, testosterone will convert into estrogen in the body and some practitioners will bring DIM on just to make sure that no estrogen is built up. That's totally fine. But if it's because if you go off of DIM, your estrogen goes crazy, then that's a big question mark in regards to liver. I noticed that in your other practitioner outline, there wasn't any liver support and intuitively you added some in. I think that was smart. I think supporting your liver makes a lot of sense only because when we look at, I'm just going to go to it in your blood work. 
When we look at your AST, ALT, they are a little bit elevated. Your alkaline phosphatase, a little bit elevated. Uh, your bilirubin's looking okay, but just overall, it looks like you could need some sort of bile support. And oftentimes, if the bile is not working well, then estrogen is going to build up. So yes, DIM is going to help detox the estrogen, but we need to ask ourselves, why is there too much estrogen? Is it because our bodies aren't creating enough bile? Which then takes us to the whole beginning of our conversation where I said there might be some sort of digestive dysfunction, which is causing issues with the bile, the liver, which is being caused by bile issues, liver issues, connected the two, enzyme issues, hydrochloric acid issues. So there could be some of that. We are seeing that this pattern is getting better over time from May over to September. So that's good. Um, it could be because you added some of the liver supports in there in that, in, in that time frame. Something that is also really helpful with that is castor oil packs. Okay. So insulin, this is another marker that I wanted to touch on. It could be that you could bring in a touch more carbohydrates, which then ties back into that conversation around mitochondria. If we're not having enough cofactors, enough nutrients to support the mitochondria, things are gonna go sideways. The most nutrient dense foods are gonna be plants and really good meats. So making sure that maybe we eat a touch more carbohydrates. The third part, okay, so the mitochondrial going sideways. The first one is nutrient support. The next one is hormone support. The third one is just like interference. So bad sleep, infections, mold, metals, Lyme. Out of all of these, I think probably the one that you likely need to look into for interference affecting overall energy function is going to be metals. We still have amalgams in our mouth and you have well water. So in the list of testings, I did suggest doing some tests for the well water. I didn't include the testing for metals. I can. There are a couple of ways to test metals. My favorite is through blood. Now, blood can be tested via LabCorp, or there's a kit from Quicksilver that I really, really like, but the results take forever. And that uses blood, which I like. I'm not like super a fan of urine metal testing, but I have used it in the past, depending on the individual. And then hair testing can also be used for metals, um, but I like to have a secondary test, whether that's blood or urine. So it wouldn't be the worst idea to just check specifically mercury levels, but I would I would do well water testing first to see if something comes up there and then testing the body for it afterwards. If you're looking to upgrade your living space with cozy bedding, bath and accessories, check out CozyEarth.com. Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set is temperature regulating and incredibly soft. If you like silky smooth sheets, this set is for you. Their site is filled with luxury bedding essentials that add a classic charm to your bedroom space. Premium bedding, cozy reading blankets, comforters, linen duvet covers, and more. Plus, they offer a 10-year warranty on all of their items on all defects except for discoloration. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for my listeners only, up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code KETO at CozyEarth.com. Again, that's CozyEarth.com and use the code KETO for up to 35% off your order. Next up on the items that I want to cover is thyroid. Okay, so you have a significant amount of thyroid symptoms like tired, sluggish, cold feet, 
cold hands, cold over your whole body, gaining weight easily, requiring excessive amount of sleep in order to feel rested, difficulty or infrequent bowel movements, depression or lack of motivation, thinning of uh, the outer third of the eyebrows, slow brain processing, lack or diminished sex drive, like all these pieces should not be this high if you're supplementing with thyroid support. So there's something going on here. Now, the reason why in the list of tests I thought would be beneficial for you to get, I suggested a full thyroid panel. Right now, all we have is TSH, total T3, free T3, and reverse T3. I love that you're being tested for the reverse T3. That's fabulous. That tells me that your practitioner understands that if you over-medicate, then it could move into reverse T3 and then it's useless. So I like that you're doing that, but it could also be beneficial to see total T4 and the TPO antibodies, the TGA and T3 uptake even could be beneficial. And then also kind of with that iodine. So iodine can be tested in blood. It's not the best way to test. I do like a hair tissue mineral analysis for this test. So again, that hair tissue mineral analysis would test for nutrients. It would show us indirect markers for iodine. It would tell us maybe what's going on with the thyroid a little bit better, whether it's being impacted by calcium. It could also be impacted by potassium and just understanding what iodine needs are there. It can also help us understand metal exposures, which can really affect the thyroid overall but because you're medicating on a couple of thyroid supports and it doesn't look like your thyroid is overly supported I would say that there's something going on here understanding that big picture the thyroid is important however when the gut is sideways and the liver is sideways, the thyroid's gonna be sideways. So you may feel like, I mean, Leanne, I have tried everything from the thyroid. It's not making a difference. I would kind of like take your eyes off the thyroid for a bit and focus on the liver and the gut a little bit. And so when you came to me and said like, I think something is being missed here, what, where should I go? I think testing your stool test with a GI map by Diagnostic Solutions makes a ton of sense to just see do you have digestive dysfunction, dysbiosis? Do we need to support this a little bit more so that your gut is on point so that your thyroid follows suit? Also, I think there is something to the liver piece, so I would definitely encourage you to keep up with that. You didn't really get much into sleep, but when it comes to just overall exhaustion, fatigue, those sorts of things, really making sure that you're going to bed at the same time. I wouldn't be opposed if you're saying like, oh, I'm waking up tired and exhausted, getting an aura ring and really tracking some of those pieces to understand how you can improve your sleep. With the diet, I think we could do a better job with overall nutrients, just talking about the mitochondria and the importance of energy production for the mitochondria. It all comes down to nutrients, nutrients, nutrients. So I think if you're asking yourself, like, how many more nutrients can I add to this plate? That's a really good question to be asking yourself. The type A situation being all wound up, I think this could be improved by tracking like a little bit less maybe two days a week you don't track or one meal a day you don't track um, maybe once or twice a week just to kind of give yourself a break and just enjoy food with your family and make it like more chill and then looking around at your life and seeing what you could make more relaxed and not get wound up about and have less anxiety over understanding that you can cast those anxieties on the Lord at any time and he actually commands us to do this. 
I also noticed that you might be working out on coffee only. It was a little bit unclear in your forms, but I just wanted to highlight that, that if you're just drinking coffee and then jumping into the gym and working out and then eating, you might want to try having a good meal beforehand. Oftentimes a good pre-workout meal is going to be high in protein. Okay. So at least 30 grams of protein, moderate in fat, I would say for you anywhere between 10 ish is okay. And then as many carbs as you want, girl. Like, so you could do 30, 40, 50, kind of like around there and kind of see how that influences your lifts. And when all of this is going on, when you're just exhausted and flat and blah, okay, sodium needs to be supported. Potassium needs to be supported. So I would definitely recommend since you're working out so much, some form of electrolyte of some kind is going to be helpful. I really like Element because it's loaded with sodium. So take a look at that. And then because you mentioned like, I'm just not losing fat. One, losing fat takes forever, okay? So there's that piece, building muscle and losing fat at the same time, super beneficial. I love what you're doing with your calories. I would not change what you're doing there, but you might wanna increase your NEAT, okay? So how you do this is walking more. So aiming for 11,000 to 13,000 steps per day can be really beneficial there. Um, and doing cardio after lifting. So maybe twice a week you're jumping on the Stairmaster for 10 minutes and maintaining anywhere between 135 to 140 beats per minute for just a couple of minutes, like 10, 15 minutes. Um, and then just walking, 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 walking to increase your need, standing a little bit more, those sorts of things. Yeah. So I think I covered all of your questions, concerns, comments. I think you're on the right track, but a piece that might be missing in this is a little bit more understanding around what's going on with the metals. And if there is a concern, again, I would do the well water testing first and then assess your body for the metals once you get that result back. And I would suggest doing some form of stool testing to just see whether or not you have a digestive function issue. Um, and then for blood work, I would definitely test iodine, copper, zinc, MMA, B12, folate, a full iron panel to understand if there's some copper issues in there too. And then an update to your CBC with differential, just so you can kind of see what's going on with those neutrophils, because if they're still low, that could be a good sign along with the MMA and B12 that you really, really, really need B12 support to help boost up your white blood cells. Because when those white blood cells are low, you are going to feel pretty tuckered. So again, I hope this was helpful and I wish you all the best. Okay. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our time today and you learned something being a fly on the wall with the session with my client. And I hope you have a great Christmas and enjoy the holiday season with your family and your friends and whatever you got going on. I know that our Christmases are pretty quiet. It's usually like we do a couple things um, that we've always done for the last 15 years that we've been together. Um, that includes gingerbread house making. And this year I am making a tiny house village. Kevin did not want to participate in the tiny house village. He wanted a ginormous house that he's going to decorate, which he's always really excited about. But I wanted to do something a little different. So I went to the dollar store and I got little trees and I got like a little um, wood like mat that I'm going to make it on. I'm going to make this little village and probably eat way too much candy. It'll be great. I just saw that Smart Sweets released a licorice. So I bought a couple bags of those bad boys. Um, and we often 
either order pizza and chill out on the beach on Christmas Eve after uh, candlelight service or we like go out for dinner. That's kind of that's our Christmas tradition. So I would love to hear what your Christmas traditions are. Hit me up on Instagram. I would love to chat about the holidays and just wish you a Merry Christmas. And I hope you enjoy this time. And we will see you back here in 2024 for our first episode of the year, January 2nd. Again, have a wonderful holiday season and we will see you in the new year. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next Tuesday for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Looking for more resources? Go to healthfulpursuit.com for keto meal plans, weight loss programs, low-carb recipes, and oodles of free resources to get you going. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representation or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 